We're going to Penticton, B.C. right now. Our buddy Steve Stebbing is here. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Steve Stebbing dossier. Hello, Steve. Hello, Shane. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome uh, back to the program and all them tings. Yes, I, uh, be back. I'm really excited about our movies this uh, this week. Uh, there's a couple here that I'm excited about. I'm mostly excited about our uh, AV club, too, this week. So that's mm-hmm. going to come up for us shortly, and we will get Steve's advice on that. I know that you and Ryan very excited to nerd out about a couple of things in the background, too, like Indiana Jones and stuff. So let's get started with the movies. First one we have, we're going to go through some TV things, some streaming things, some old disky things. And some new ones. Insidious. Uh, the Red Door. I'm seeing crazy stuff. I think these drawings could be clues from my past. There's so much you don't know. And I was too scared to tell you the truth. Our family has been keeping secrets. They suppressed our memories. But I can still feel something following us. There's only one way to find out. I said it wrong. Insidious. The Red yes. Door. Uh, very yes. scary, Steve Stebbing kind of movie. Yeah, and this is the closer uh, of a franchise, or what they're saying is the closer of this, the fifth film in the Insidious franchise. And this one brings back Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne's characters uh, who start off the first two films. Uh, and Patrick Wilson actually directed this film in his debut behind the camera. Um, but this kind of more is about uh this ancient evil that doesn't seem to be releasing their family and has followed their son who's now college aged uh and now experiencing uh what his father had gone through before and this is kind of the kid that set up the whole thing because he was in the coma with all the ghosts and everything and i will say that james wan's uh franchise here has managed to be effective in jump scares some of the best jump scares i've seen probably in the last 10 15 years um are they amazing films no but they are effective in their own ways um and i haven't got the chance to see this one yet but um i'm hoping for a return to the first two the quality of the first two not to say that three and four are bad but once they kind of separate themselves a bit from the main characters you've been following um i don't know it just felt a little lesser so um i enjoy them for what they're worth and so do the fans so if you know what you're into for these films you'll enjoy it scary movies steve loves them Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, next on the list is Joyride. Oh, hi. So nice to see an American. What do you do for work? Hmm? Hmm? It's the cops are doing a back check. Oh, my God, you're a drug dealer? <laughs> you're a drug dealer now. We can't get caught with drugs in China. You gonna plug or are you gonna play? Group project. All right, tell us about it. Yeah, this is basically about an adopted girl that just, uh, that... Uh, would wants to find out about her heritage and about her true parents. So her and her best friend go on a trip to Asia uh, to discover her roots and everything goes sideways in a very like hangover sense. And um, this comes to the producers of crazy rich Asians. The trailers are hilarious. I, I think people should check out the red band trailer. Of course, if you're of age to check it out, um, this looks like this could be one of the best comedies of the year. And it also features uh, Academy Award nominee Stephanie Su, who is just in Everything Everywhere all at once. And I don't know, this trailer makes me laugh. So I, I have a good feeling this movie is going to make me laugh. 
And who doesn't love a good joyride? That's for sure. Mm-hmm. SteveStepping.ca to follow along and everything that's going on. Next on the list of our new releases includes The Outlaws. This is a robbery! I think your parents robbed my bank. You can't be serious. They knew the voice activation code to get in the vault, which I'm pretty sure I told your mom about when I was wasted. She left me roses by the stairs. Thank you for your cooperation, Owen. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. What a great notion. Yeah, this is uh, basically part of uh, Adam Sandler's uh, Netflix deal with Happy Madison, the the his production company. But it doesn't actually star Adam Sandler, any of his friends in any way. It actually stars Adam Devine from Workaholics, uh, which means there's a plum little role for Blake Anderson in here as well. But basically, he plays kind of like a a, a, a kind of straight laced bank manager. Uh, who is about to get married to the girl of his dreams, played by uh, Nina Dobrev, uh, and meets her parents, who also happen to be infamous bank robbers who rob his bank and kind of involve him in their scheme. And it's so dumb, but with sparkles of comedy brilliance, if that makes any sense at all. Um, I I don't think the film is ever boring or dull. It's just... It, it gets a little bogged down by how lowbrow and dumb it can go, but there's just little things here and there, and it's all due to Adam Devine, who has great comedic timing, and Pierce Brosnan and Ellen Barkin, who are really fun in this movie and uh, do a great job to bring their comedy chops to it, because I kind of think we forget a little bit of that, especially from Pierce Brosnan. All right, cool stuff. I like this. SteveStepping.ca to keep in touch with everything going on. I I just love the idea of that whole thing. That's pretty cool. Okay, uh, this is fun. July Talk, Love Lives Here. July Talk is back. Built as Canada's first post-lockdown show. At a drive-in movie lot. It's pretty intense trying to figure out how to do this and not be financially ruined. If there's a health emergency on stage, none of this work is worth anything. July talk, uh, just cool Canadian cats, man. Some of the nicest yeah. people you'll ever meet. So tell us about the uh, about the show. Yeah, this is it's an interesting film because uh, at the same time as kind of telling the story of July talk and how they came to be and what their dynamics like and everything, um, it's also them releasing a new album and then having the cap- the pandemic just kind of stop ev- all of their momentum in place until they could find out a way to bring their new music to their fans and they did it in the form of a drive-in show in Ontario uh i mean that was socially distanced and everything was handled uh with extreme care and it's just interesting to see um the artistry through the anxiety of the whole situation and yeah, like you said, these guys these guys are cool cats, and and their sound is unlike any other uh, bands that I've heard recently. And uh, I mean, July Talk deserves all the love, and especially with the love that they exude through their song and their message and everything, which definitely comes through in this documentary. Cool stuff. So July Talk, um, check it out. If you never checked out the band, I do recommend you do that. Uh, just talented and cool and approachable and all the things. Steve Stebbing is here. I'm Shane Hewitt. I watched the first part of the first season here of this show, and uh, I found it at first. I was like, oh, it's kind of corny. And then the real shine of talent starts to kind of break through on it. I liked it. I didn't finish the first season, kind of lost 
focus on it. And now that you bring it up, maybe I'll give it a go again because it is worth it. It's worth sticking around for a couple of episodes for sure. Uh, the Lincoln Lawyer Season 2 Part 1 on Netflix. Nikki Holler, the hottest defense attorney in L.A., hard at work. You mean that stupid magazine? Ooh, fantastic, yeah. You know I don't care about that stuff. Ha! In the last week, how many interviews have I driven you to? I'm fine. I'm not going to let a little press go to my head, all right? Uh, yeah, it's a good show, Steve. I mean, he really yeah. starts to shine at first. You're like, yeah, it's another wounded bird show, but it's really mm -hmm. more than that. Well, and it's funny because, I mean, the first, the movie that this is all based on was like a weird, like kind of sleeper hit that I don't think anybody saw coming and just like not an amazing film, but like an interesting film, but not something I was like, oh, I need a serious form of this. But now we get it. And yeah, I like you. I, the first little bit didn't really grab me, but as far, once you get into it, once the characters develop and kind of open up and everything, it really starts to work. And I think casting is a good key to where this film, where the show works. Um, I really like uh, Manuel Garcia Rolfo in this lead role. Um, and I, I mean, I've always been a fan of Nev Campbell. So it's like, it, it's, it's just an easy sell for me. But oh I think the, uh, I think the, where it really comes together is Becky Newton. The, uh, the ex-girlfriend that's like kind of the do-everything helper. I really, really love her. I've loved her since she was an ugly Betty in like the mid-2000s. So anytime she shows up, it's a win. Uh, your takeaway here is that this is a show filled with Steve's crushes. It's really what mm -hmm. that boils down to. Yeah, there we go. Um, his ex-wife. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Who's his ex-wife in this? Uh, Becky Newton. The one, yeah, is yeah, that who it is? Was, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, that's a good, very good really part good. of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Steve's geek outs. We've got time for one, Steve. We've got the boy with green hair. We've got courtship of Eddie's father. Which you pick? I mean, courtship is a classic. So let's hit it. Dad, for the first time in my life, I'm in love. Well, she real pretty. She's beautiful. Well, except from behind. Behind? Girls aren't so pretty from behind, Dad. <laughs> wow. give it time young man give it time wow um yeah okay so tell us about it steve yeah that voice there that's uh ron howard so that's no how way old, yeah so wow. that's how old this film is uh this is uh ron howard uh glenn ford and a young shirley jones playing the lovely neighbor uh elizabeth martin and this is basically um eddie which is uh ron howard's character trying to set up his uh, widower father with a, a new wife to make him happy i mean a simple trope that's been used many times most notably uh in the in very famous rom-com sleepless in seattle it was you know very i would say paraphrased uh but this is an absolute classic of the era and uh, i mean shirley jones is just an absolute knockout in this movie too I've always liked Shirley Jones. More crushes. Okay. Uh, we just want to touch on this one quickly, so let's get in and out of it. Um, the Truman Show, which more people today believe that the Truman Show could be real than back when the Truman Show came out. Let's get the clip. A lot of strange things have been happening. Stand by ring cam. Is he looking at us? Does he think he knows? I think I'm mixed up in something. Something big. Oh. We accept the reality with which we're presented. Everybody's pretending Truman. Get out of here. Truman. 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 All right. So Truman Show, living in a bubble. People think it's real today more than ever yeah. before. It's in 4K now. Yeah. And I mean, a movie just massively ahead of its time. Mm, uh, very and true. just 
a complete masterpiece by Australian director Peter Weir, who is a, a director that has many masterpieces in his uh, filmography. Uh, but I mean, the story here is Jim Carrey. And I think this was, I believe this was kind of the first leaning towards dramatic breakout role for Jim Carrey. And I, I mean, he excels in every frame of this film. He's the driving force. Um, and he is the total sympathetic core uh, and he plays it so beautifully and you kind of forget uh, when like his dramatic chops and uh, yeah, Truman Show is a real special film. It is a very special film. I agree. Steve Stebbing is here. You can follow along to everything that he gets up to. Stebbing.ca. 